as we see it, the um, number one is 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 uh, MJ. MJ is the best player to ever play in the NBA. Oh wow! You know the reason why is that he can on both ends he can score, he can score and defend one, two, three, and I don't know if any other player could can do that. Hmm with his scoring ability, but he can defend those groups. So he can change the game pretty quick if he can shut one of those down. Yeah. You know, uh, then I put at the point guard, I had to put Magic Johnson as the best point guard that I've ever seen. Uh, he could change the game anyway, anyhow, you know, too. But when you have an amazing guest, some episodes just hit with more power. <laughs> so we have the NBA legend himself, uh, 1981 number one draft pick out of DePaul University, played for Westinghouse, 20 points per game, five rebounds per game average, 3.1 assists, three-time NBA All-Star, two-time NBA champ, 13 seasons in the league, and NBA Hall of Famer, y'all. I know this is the CBMK show because it is what it is. Yes, I want you to subscribe to YouTube, CBMK, Instagram, it is what it is, underscore show, CBMK, uh, underscore global, CBMK33. But I want y'all to welcome the one, the only, Mark Aguirre. Mark, how you doing today? I'm doing great, man. I'm glad we finally got the chance to get together, man. I've been trying to do this for a while. <laughs> I know, I know. And when I when I when I first met you and I reached out, I was like, man, I don't know if he'll you know want to do this. And I'm like, I'll be trying. I'll be just ask and see. Oh, I'm not yeah, man. Come on, you know, you see me at the gym. You know, That's I'm true. a couple brother. That's true. I'm man. I, look, I appreciate yeah. this honestly, but the bottom of my heart. But look, I want I want to start it off. Um, so you know, just been made. You know, um, AD to the Paul University, right? It's an athletic director. And DePaul is trying to change its, you know, luck uh, as far as, you know, basketball is concerned. or just athletics, I think, as a whole. Went to Loyola myself, so I'm very familiar with uh, the Jesuit connection. Um, what What is the vision, right? Because, you know, DePaul, it seems like they'll be hot and then they're not. And I think the last uh, talent that has really had an NBA impact was Wilson Chandler. I think so. Um, yeah, 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 probably so. Yeah, probably so. Yeah. So, what is the direction for DePaul University for his athletic program? Well, you know, I think um, the the landscape has changed a little bit, you know, over the years, and now you got to work it on a couple of fronts. Meaning that you definitely want to get talent, and um, uh, we've done a pretty good job. I mean, I think when you see the team this year, you'll say, you know. They they're they're doing better. We're going to do better. We're going to be better than uh, last year's team. But definitely, I can definitely say that. But uh, the landscape has changed because now you have the NIL, uh, right. and that's basically you know players going out trying to seek uh, 
different uh, financial stability for themselves while they're in school. And so now, you you know, with the right package, you know, in uh, school with money and things like that, you can change the program pretty quick. You know, it's, it's just like the NBA now. Like, you can, I mean, go get a Kevin Durant and a, you know, one more guy, and uh, you go from, you know, bottom to, you know, in the middle or top. So that changed in one aspect, but uh, that'll be um, something I'll be really involved in. But the uh, biggest thing with me alongside with that is uh, establishing the relationship with DePaul in Chicago. You know, um, you got to have that support because, you know, on all fronts, you know, you got to have that support of the, 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 the place you're staying, the school you're in, you know, you know, and uh, I want to establish that. So I've been around talking to a number of people that I knew from the past that know me from the NBA. They are really big, you know, uh, financial people here in Chicago, uh, people that have great businesses uh, and, you um, they pretty much know me and uh we can we can sit down and talk and uh i tell them where you know where we're going and how we're going planning on getting there and uh get their support and then we can go out and look at different uh different players and different things that we really couldn't look at before so uh that's the main focus now in order to upgrade our team and i love our coach yeah. you know you know, uh, this guy works extremely hard, and uh, I'm impressed by the fact that he knows the game. You know, I mean, I was on, I think, one of the best defensive teams in NBA ever, I think. And uh, he's adapting that defensive stra uh, strategy to get better. You know, offense is offense, but when you can guard somebody and you can stop a team, you know, you can get in the game at any time because it won't get away from you. So uh, that's kind of short bit of what we're really trying to do in order to get a good foundation. Do you think so uh and you're referring to a Tony Stubberfield? Yes. Do you do you think that with NIL it has made recruiting easier or harder? Because like what is that pitch like now? Well you know we're on the front end of that pitch because you know first of all you know it's about what a kid can get but then you know we're under the i guess they rated us the best large city in america this year That's chicago's true. rated the best large city in america you know and there's everything here everything here so you know when a kid really wants to go somewhere the school is fantastic and uh you want to boost your name going into the you know nba draft or wherever you want to go you got the media coverage here so we're we're winning on all fronts, but what we have to do now is like really get out of the gate well, and uh, which I think we will, and we'll compete in the Big East. I'm, I'm confident of that. And uh, now the thing, you know, what we can give them through the NIL as far as money adds on to the fact that I could be in a city that I like to be in, and then I have you know a number of people who are really successful businessman and they'll be right with me uh and we'll be talking to kids saying look you know you're gonna go to college you're gonna play ball but you know there's an afterlife after that you know and we have a lot of incredible i mean we got every business in the world in chicago so it's 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 a it's a good good foundation for us that's true so you know basketball has been um 
a staple of this city, I feel like, forever. Uh, I feel like when you say Chicago... It will always be. It will always be. It will always be. Yeah. Um, What... And I guess to to bring this up, um, has there been enough investment? I know when I, you know, we spoke at the gym, he said, you know, I really want to start looking at Kenwood, you know, trying to really get our Chicago homegrown players. We got a kid from Kenwood. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you signed him yesterday? Yeah, he, he's with us now. <laughs> oh, all right. Up. So, I, yeah, I thought it was going to be like, question, like what, what really, you know, because I feel like Chicago has put out so many athletes, but they seem to always end up in other areas. Like, in my opinion, Derrick Rose should have never went to Memphis, right? Like, he should have, you have, somebody should have came and said, Absolutely. You're here, you know, you're Absolutely. here. You know. Absolutely. How how you know how do we keep the Chicago talent here? <laughs> well, I think this is the opportunity now. I mean, before you got a school like Memphis, uh, you know, um, they have a lot of resources. I would just put it like that. Yeah. And uh, those resources were extended to Derrick Rose, but now the playing field's level now. It's even. You know, uh, I look at a kid here, and uh, they look at it as a business now. And what really sends out my eyes is the fact that if you're a great player, you know, in high school, you probably racked up so far as uh, being an influencer or whatever you want to call it. You probably racked up a lot of people in Chicago. So now, because that plays such a big effect now, uh, you've been successful. Why would you leave a place that you already have a name? You already have... Everybody in the city know you. I mean, and then on the other side, that's very valuable to you. So now to go to another school, it can fit you some ways. But if you're a big name like that, and you and it was are we the third largest media market in the country? Yeah. Uh, now, as you have all the interest in influencers and you know all the uh, social media things, it makes sense for you if you were that kind of kid. I, even if I go to another city, another state, yeah, they know you, but they haven't been with you. Sure. So you're not as you know uh, large as you would be staying right here in Chicago. Right, right here, you get coverage right away. Everybody's on you. You get all the TV coverage. You get everything. You know. Um, so uh, it's leaning. You know, all we have to do is play well. Mm-hmm. You know, play well. And we'll be able to compete with anybody, anywhere, especially for kids here. And if we can, and I think we will. We keep most of our kids that are really talented here. It's going to be something else. It's going to be something else. And it's 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 like that now. NIL it puts us in that in that position there. I like it. I like it. Look, I want to switch focus uh, to the NBA uh, because yesterday was day one, was the start of the NBA season, and a lot of. Uh, interesting stuff has happened um, that we need to discuss. And I, I really want to hit on because I think, you know, your error was what is being referred to as the golden era of the NBA. And I just want to hear your thoughts, but just a quick word from our sponsor. There's a hero in all of us waiting to be unleashed. All it takes is just that one last push. Activate the hero within with CBMK Global Supplements. All natural, steroid-free, designed to enhance performance, build muscle, and increase energy. You are unstoppable. You can do this. 
Become your own hero at www.cbmkglobal.store. www.cbnkglobal.store where the best supplements are pre-workout your proteins get it today www.cbnkglobal.store okay so when you came into the league you had uh, iconic figures but what made them iconic was they were consistent you had the Kareems of the world you had the Isaiah Thomas of the world you had the, the Magic Johnson of the world and the list goes on and on and on. Last night, you know, watching the game, watching the Lakers play, and um, it was disappointing because it's like you can't get these superstars to be physical. You know, they don't. And I, I get it. People have bad games. You know, defense schemes change. Sometimes it's not your night. But it just feels like there's a lack of real effort. Honestly, as a fan, I've never played. I never played higher than high school basketball, so I would never, ever give my subject matter expertise. But as a fan, (laughs) it seems like the players are not as interested in competing anymore. They understand the business better, but they don't understand. They don't care about the physical war aspect of it. Are you happy with how the game is being played today? You know what? I, I'd like to say that, you know, there are some things that I'm happy about and there's some things that I think are are lacking. But then I'd have to change my story when it comes down to the playoffs. OK, when it comes down to the playoffs, I see that thing that is is lacking. The game has changed. Guys are quicker. They're taller. They'll jump, you know, so. That ability to play the real rough, tough, nasty defense, uh, you can't do it like we did it. But I do see tough, nasty, hard defense in the playoffs because we look at it as the players, but the officials change. Everything changes when you get into the playoffs. They let it be a little more physical. But our teams, officials didn't care. You can be physical from the day one. So – you know, th- that thing has changed. You know, they can't just come out and be, you know, just physical from the beginning of the game. They'll fall out but because they want movement. The NBA wants movement, you know. So that has changed. But they are they do get physical. And I'm looking at last year's playoff, I think they went at it pretty tough, you know, with what they had. Like, they can't play like us, you know, <laughs> but they played tough. You know, I thought that, you know, a lot of the teams played tough. Uh, Miami played extremely tough. Yeah. Uh, uh, Denver got tough. Lakers got tough. Yeah. Uh, uh, Boston got tough. Yeah. You know, and um, New York. You know, so the regular season. You know, I'm kind of lacking on that. I'm not a great fan of the regular season. You know, I watch it or I don't watch it. But I I see when the officials let them go and they allow more physical play. I like the way the playoff goes. I really like the way the playoff goes. I like that. I like that. So I have to bring this up. So, you know, over the last couple of years, uh, sports documentaries have been huge. Um, I think it kind of started like with COVID because everybody was at home and they just needed content. And, you know, right before we had the Pistons documentary, 
we had the Bad Boys too, right? And uh, the Bad Boys documentary was great. Uh, uh, Jalen Rose was in it. Like it just went through the whole kind of history of how the Bad Boys came, how the championship run came about, and how it ended. And then you know we get the Dream Team documentary. And then after that, then we get the last dance. And it seems like, and maybe because I was so young and I don't recall, you know, like, it's hard to say rivalry because in my generation, I don't know what a rivalry looks like. Like, if yeah. you tell me, like, yeah. what is a rivalry? I'd be like, um, I don't know, uh, you know, <laughs> because because players don't stay on the same teams. Management changes. that You can't yeah. really, you know, uh, like that. So, yeah. The rivalry that gets highlighted above all rivalries is the Pistons and the Bulls. Yeah. Was that a real rivalry or is that just competitive nature? I think it was a combination of both. Okay. Because we were still in that era where competitive nature ran through us. You know, we caught the end of the uh, Kareem era, uh, the... Um, uh, the Boston Celtics, 76ers, the Boston Celtics, you know, Lakers. We we were on the the the, the beginning of that change. So that bled over into us. So, okay. yeah, so throughout the whole organization, it was like, that's it. That's the people that we're going after, you know. And, and it bled into the whole franchise. So that made it a rivalry. You know, because it just doesn't be on the floor when people move. It bled through the entire franchise. And um, at that point, uh, because, you know, the money wasn't like it was. I mean, it's a lot of money, but um, there weren't huge differences in what you can get offered and what you can make on another team. Right now, you know, in order to keep a guy, you know, guy team got to pay a lot of money to keep him if he's that good. Yeah, we had money to keep us, but you know it, it didn't fluctuate as crazy as it is now. So most of the guys that were on got more money, but they didn't have another guy offering them you know uh, 30 percent more than another club, you know, and like that. So most of the players we kind of stayed, and then all the star players, uh, they would make sure they could keep them. You know, our star players weren't moving around like that. You know, they, 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 they made sure that they paid them top money. But star players now, another team will go bankrupt almost trying to get a, a star player from another team. So that changed uh, the ability to, you know, that guy because you've been watching them five, six, seven years on the same team. So that, that, that changes a lot with that. So, you know, that might have, uh, you know, got some of the rivalry uh, you know, stuff out. But, um, but on the big teams, they go about three or four years now with rivalry because you see uh, Philadelphia, you see uh, Milwaukee, you see Boston. So I can actually say they've been at it for about four years now. You know, so they're, it's not as deep as our rivalry, but they do have them. They're just shorter. They're just shorter, a little shorter, I think. Do you think that that – your teams get the respect that they uh, deserve? Because a lot of times, I mean, and you do have to know your basketball history. Like, they don't look at, you know, how competitive the Dallas Mavericks were in the 80s, right? Like, like a lot of times when, particularly when sports commentators talk about 
basketball. They talk about the history of basketball. You know, only like four teams make it. You know, like and, and a lot of people get kind of skipped over, but they kind of like gloss over. You know, and then when the '80s is specifically mentioned, it's pretty much just you know Magic, Bird, Julius Irvin every now and then, depending on who's you know commenting or not. And then there's this gap, and then it's like Chicago, right? <laughs> and it's like, yeah. like no, yeah. there was there was definitely some teams in that mix that you just skip, right? Do you do you feel like, man, they don't give not my Mavericks or my Pistons the are just due? Well, you know, we were entering into a new era at that point, meaning, I gotta say again, the um, the stage of uh, the media stage, you know, we're talking about social media, we're coming into that. Mm-hmm. And if you think about uh, the uh, life cycle it got shortened, you know, when you're talking about a story now and you're in it, the, life, the lifetime of a story has shrunken. So, the only teams that stayed in it long enough to, in order to capture most of that, that cycle during their play was the Bulls, right? our Detroit Pistons. And then if you go back like that, most of them don't have that long cycle. I mean, the Golden State Warriors are probably the only team that has had that type of cycle being on top as long as our other teams were. I don't know who else could be on top. I mean, like, Milwaukee did. That's a prime example. Milwaukee did one year, two years. They lost. Yeah. Uh, who else has been up there that long? I, I, there's nobody that like Golden State has been up there four, five years. You know, right. in the title hunt right now. It, I don't know who's been in the title hunt three consecutive years. I don't think that there's been a, a team that's done that. You know, they play in the playoff, but I mean, actually, in the title hunt. Last one was uh, the Golden State Warriors. So that actually, you know, makes you shorter in the cycle. You know, three years. See, we stayed in the hunt eight years, you know. That, you know, uh, even my Dallas team was in the hunt three years. Mm-hmm. But when you talk about the Bulls, you talk about the Lakers, you talk about the Celtics, you talk about eight, nine years always in the hunt. So th- that separates that separates it a lot, quite a bit. Do you think um, when we talk about staying in the hunt and staying kind of in that that um, that cycle of, of coverage and the news media, um, and you're right, and I think your teams were in a position that the game was shifting and it was more, it was, it was this new kind of social media before we knew it was social media with cable and everything. Yeah. Um, do you think that um, you always hear this like politics played a part of it, right? Like politics played a part. Like they had their their person who they really wanted to market, um, and that kind of changed rules. All of a sudden, you started seeing rules getting changed and whatnot. Uh, and I and I say it like this: if you if you woke up tomorrow and you were twenty five years of age, and you were in your you know you know twenty five and your prime. And you could go back, and you or you could get into the NBA now. What do you think you would do differently? Uh, really, I don't really think there's really anything I would do differently. You know, um, I could see if I played a certain way, but sure. I was one of the 
very few, especially during my time, I could play inside, outside. I could put the ball on the floor. I could run the ball. I could go up the floor. So uh, I wouldn't change anything because I could adjust the way they're playing now. But I hope they wouldn't take away my power, though, because mm-hmm. the biggest part of my game was like, I, I, you know, I could get up and down the floor quick as any other forward that's playing right now. Yeah. Shoot decently with all the forwards you know but uh my advantage was was that i had power you know and that was my advantage over especially all the small forwards i just had power you know they they couldn't guard me with a small forward ever i never ever faced a, a small forward every where i went then i got the power forward never never ever got a small forward no like I like it. Well, look, I got one more question. I got a quick break from my sponsor, and then I'm going to ask you your top five players, because everybody wants to talk about Mount Rushmore, right? And you know this four. I, I can't. Uh, <laughs> man, you know, that's hard to do. Man, I, I mean, that's really hard to do. Uh, I can't. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll stick to small fours. Go forward. ahead. Go to your break. And come we'll, back. We'll, we'll stick to small fours. You play small fours. Let me go to break, and then we'll be back with our last question. I literally just tried the best pre-workout on the planet. With Superpower pre-workout, you have increased focus and a power boost every single time you work out. It's not only packed with 225 milligrams of caffeine, but it also has citrulline and creatine. It's insane how much energy and focus I had during my workouts. If you're ready to take your workouts to the next level, then ditch your current pre-workout and get the Superpower pre-workout to be your own hero. All right, y'all, www.cvmkglobal.store, where it goes down. All right, you played the small four position. Last question for you, sir. Right. Top five small fours, according to you. No, you know what? That's hard to do. What I think I can do, and be honest with you, I can give okay. you my starting lineup and one alternate okay. in, the, in that. Because, um, you know, I mean... Uh, as we see it, the um, number one is 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 uh, MJ. MJ is the best player to ever play in the NBA. Oh wow! You know the reason why is that he can on both ends. He can score, he can score and defend one, two, three, and I don't know if any other player could can do that. Hmm with his scoring ability, but he can defend those groups. So he can change the game pretty quick if he can shut one of those down. Yeah. You know, uh, then I put at the point guard, I had to put Magic Johnson as the best point guard that I've ever seen. Uh, he could change the game anyway, anyhow, you know, too. And then that I have a toss up between um, at the center position, because I, you know, you got a large one, you got a lot of those centers, but, their dominance in the game and possession I mean, position in the game of dominance. Uh, there's Kareem and Shaquille O'Neal. You, you, you just couldn't stop them. So uh, I go that way. And then as a power forward, you know, I, I, I'm really shaky on this one uh, because there are great power forwards, but, uh, the most consistent one and the one I've seen most and he did the long damage was Tim Duncan, mm. you know, so uh, I can do that for you. Then it's probably substitutes in there, you know, but uh, I'm pretty, um, pretty solid on those guys. If I put those guys on the floor, it would be 
the whole thing. Now the substitute on the first lineup, yep. as I put A one and A two, will be Jordan and Kobe Bryant. Oh wow! No LeBron. Yeah, yeah. No. Well, LeBron's nice. He's done a lot of good things. I mean, he can play. He, he's he's there, but there's just no way I can put him in front of the people that I, I played with because, you know, his entire era was different. Yeah. You know, his entire era. I mean, he got a little bit of, he didn't much of us, you know, and uh, he done well. But when I see, um, I mean, he's probably the, I would say complete. He may be a more complete player in some instances, but when I just look at just destroyers, killers, you know, I, you can't leave Kobe Brown out of that. And like uh, those three, Kobe, yep. uh, Mike, and LeBron, they're in their own little space. You know what I'm saying? They're in their own little space. You know, like no one needs to try to creep in there. And then Kareem is in a place by himself. Yeah, he he's the most unique player to ever play in the NBA. You know, he's not the best, but he's the most unique player I think ever played in the NBA. I like that. I like that. He's the most unique. Uh, I had to make a note about that player. Oh, Mark, it has been amazing. Thank you so much. It's been an honor uh, to have you on the podcast. Um, I, it really is. This has been a highlight of my week and my day. So I'm just glad we got to do it. I appreciate you, man. Where, where can the people I know, you know, you're with DePaul, where can they support you, support the team, go out, you know, how can they connect? Look, man, just come to the games. You know what I'm saying? Just, you know, really the fans really boost the team's confidence. And uh, any of my people, please, man, just come to the games. Please come to the games. Awesome. Y'all come to the games, come to the DePaul games, support, support the program, support the players, support the coaches. Uh, players need to see people there. And it yes. gets said, teams confidence. So let's support. Let's support our own. This is Chicago's own. This is Chicago uh, show. So let's support our own. And if you want to keep seeing amazing people like we have on a day, you know what you got to do. YouTube, CVMK. It is what it is. Underscore show on the gram. CVMK underscore global on the gram as well. CVMK33. And where the best supplements are, www cvmkglobal.store and until next time guys thanks if you think exercise alone got me looking like this well think again cvmk global super thick got me right i'm obsessed and yeah i won't stop talking about it because it helped me grow in all the right places its creatine provides a fast and reliable way to increase your power size and shape and it's scientifically proven to help you reach your physical goals in a safe controlled manner so if you want to increase muscle size pump and thickness in your muscle groups you need super thick